0: Our scripture reading today is Ephesians 6, 18 to 20. And also Matthew 6, 5 to 14. And this will be uh, out of the English Standard Version by request. So Ephesians 6, 18 to 20. Praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication, to that end keep alert with all perseverance making supplication for all the saints. I, and also for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in change, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. In Matthew 6, 5 to 14, And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Sung Ben, you want to come up here, please? Lord, we lift up your servant Sung Ben as he brings the message you've given on his heart. Bless his words to your honor and glory and our ears to receive it. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you Bob. Good morning.
1: morning. It's always good to be here and also delivering God's word. Also I'm bold enough to proclaim God's mercy but at the same time fear and trembling. How can I deliver uh, God's word who is holy and I'm just a human being finite. So that kind of Holy paradox is there, but especially in our time now, some turmoil in Middle East, and we see God's tear there and God's weeping. So rather than making controversies about that, we pray for God's peace in the midst of that. We need to pray for that. And today, especially Ephesians 6, uh, 18 to 20, this is given to me from the church as well. When I was asked, when Wes when, uh, Western dog asked me to preach, uh, would you come here? And I thought, again, um, it might be in the middle of my midterm, uh, can I? And then I really wanted to visit. And what an honor and privilege for me that I could. And also was that one of my friends Marlis, uh, she told me that you, you, sh- you should not only gather up all this information you need to flow it out something like that so not only reading in my carol, I need to deliver some some part I learned so I gladly came yesterday, so thank you for invitation. I want to start from chapter Mark actually today, uh, Book of Mark um, to to show you and explain you uh, that how we misunderstand about God's will because of our own bias. Mark chapter 8, in that narrative, Jesus fed people, uh, 4,000 people with seven bread and two fish. And then some Pharisees came and asking for some signs from heaven. And then they travel again, Jesus and his disciples, and... This is very kind of humorous and also very helpful kind of explanation how we misunderstand God's word. I read it for you from verse 14 to 21. Now they had forgotten to bring bread, and they had only one loaf with them in the boat. And he and he here, Jesus, cautioned them, saying, Watch out, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. And they began discussing with one another the fact that they had no bread. And Jesus, aware of this, said to them, Why are you discussing the fact that you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Having eyes do you not see, and having ears do you not hear? And do you not remember when I broke the five loaves for five thousand how many baskets full of broken pieces did you take up? They said to him, Twelve. And the seven for the four thousand, How many baskets full of broken pieces did you take up? And they said to him, Seven. And he said to them, Do you not yet understand? So this story shows what was the primary concern of the disciples. They were concerned with bread when jesus, jesus warned them related to the teaching of pharisees and herod be careful about their teaching but their mind was fixed on bread oh we have only one loaf why are you discussing about bread you just saw how many how many people i fed with five loaves two fishes and and those small pieces of bread and fish how many people and what, what's the amount of the leftover so many 12 basketful, and 7 basketful. And are you still discussing about the bread? Beware of the teachings of Pharisees and Herod. Since disciples, their mind were too much concerned with the bread, and it's understandable, actually. They were in the middle of traveling with Jesus, so they wanted to serve Jesus and their own as well. It was not easy trip, so they had to secure about their food what Jesus, the primary concern about Jesus was the truth, the right teaching of God. At that time, Pharisees and he- Sadducees and Herods and Roman Empire are there. What is the truth of God? Think about that and discern about that. So it is so true that God knows our need, God knows our weakness, and God wants to provide. Everything we need, I believe. God wants that. But at the same time, we need to learn God's primary concern and our primary concern, the gap, is critical. And understanding that gap is very helpful to do the right prayer according to God's will. In other words, our Christian life and devotion is not to achieve my own or our own goal and purpose. No. It's about participating. God's will and God's purpose given to us. What is the first step Jesus told us to follow him? What is that? If you want to follow me, what what is the first step? Deny yourself. Deny yourself. And we are living in the word that not self-denial, but self-approval is such rampant in the major culture. You need to approve yourself. Don't be ashamed. Approve yourself, whatever you feel, whatever you like, do it and be boastful about that. That's kind of what we hear from the word. But to follow and to be follower of Christ, the first step is to deny Myself, And without denying myself, without carrying the cross every day, we cannot follow Jesus Christ. Romans 2 says, He will render to each one according to his works. To those who by patience in well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, he will give eternal life. Here, when people seek unrighteousness, it says uh, from their self-seeking, it's Greek is erytheos. It means selfish ambition. My own, my own individual, selfish ambition. From out of it, we become disobedient to truth, but obeying the unrighteousness. So this understanding that God's primary concern and our primary concern is quite often different, and the gap is critical. And then we come back to our passage, Ephesians six eighteen to 20. Paul first starting with encouraging to pray. Pray at all times in the Spirit. This could include praying in tongue, but opening your heart wide to the guidance of the Holy Spirit And the Holy Spirit is known to us through the Bible. It's it's the Spirit of God and Spirit of Jesus. And that Holy Spirit will glorify Jesus Christ. And let us remember what Jesus said. No one can separate Holy Spirit from what Jesus said from the Bible. If someone telling this is what Holy Spirit says, it's going against the Bible, do not be deceived about that. What the Holy, Holy Spirit says must be, aligned with what Jesus and God said in the Bible. And then Paul said, to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. It's worth highlighting here that perseverance, making supplication, and for all the saints are interlocked together here. And the more I continue my Christian journey from Presbyterian to Mennonite, you know me. I value and cherish the worth of endurance in our faith journey. And the first character of agape in Corinthians 13, love is patient. it's, It's about endurance, perseverance, and And the context of this Ephesian, Paul was in the prison. He was in the shackle and chain. And he was still doing his evangelism, writing this letter to encourage people. So we need to understand what kind of persecution under which all those early Christians were. That was their context. And Paul himself, showing the example of patience and endurance in the jail, in the prison but he was still praying for all the church, all the saints, and also supplication for all the saints here. It's not, as as Bob pointed out this morning, not only our congregation, but for all God's people in the world, wherever we pray for the saints, those who confess Jesus as Lord. This is my conviction about, about doctrine and denomination. I now believe, No denomination is perfect. I'm Mennonite, I like it, I love it, I'm committed to that. But no doctrine and no denomination is perfect because we are all brothers and sisters. And the sole teacher, Jesus said, Matthew 23, don't be called as rabbi, don't be called as teacher because you have one teacher who is Christ and you are all brothers and sisters. And any people are faithfully confess the lordship of Jesus Christ and hold fast this book of truth and make commitment to that, we share fellowship together and we pray for all that saints. And then verse 19, Paul says, also pray for me, how humble he is. Real leader can ask prayer and they need to. And he said that word may be given to me in opening my mouth. Here, given is Greek, dothē, it's passive. As I prepare this sermon today, I'm intrigued by that it's passive. It's not active. Not that I may speak God's word, something like that, but God's word may be given to me. God's word may be given to me. In opening my eyes. Opening my eyes, the agent may be God or Paul himself, but the God's word, that God's word may be given to me so that in, my, in opening my mouth, I may boldly proclaim and declare God's word. Here, God's word given to me, it may be given to me. I believe Paul already has had much knowledge, but he requests prayer that God's word may be given to me how humble, and how humble we need to be, just like Paul, that that God's word of salvation may be given to us fresh and new every morning. And then he said, the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare boldly as I ought to speak. here apostle paul emphasizes about the mystery of the gospel for which uh, he became an ambassador in chains right and i hope you to connect that mystery of the gospel to forgiveness Not a few scholars they proclaim and they teach about the Lord's prayer which was read today its climax is forgiveness my personal journey of faith began with the proclamation of forgiveness in my when i was second year of middle school in summer night summer night retreat program a sunday school teacher invited each one of student before before him and he invited each of one if you confess your sin and repent it and God will forgive you and his son Jesus Christ and you will be forgiven would we'll you try that now I still vividly remember that night I confessed my sin accepted Christ and I was forgiven and that forgiveness still in me as an ordained pastor I still Proclaim that forgiveness in the mystery of gospel. Whatever frustration in you, whatever despair, whatever hurts and wounds about you, because sometimes self-condemnation is a very harsh and real big enemy for us, but God forgives you. Knowing all about your weakness and brokenness, God still forgives you. He accepts as you are. He invites you all to let you be renewed in God's grace with his abundant, strong, powerful forgiveness. And this forgiveness, sometimes, yes, it is not easy, not simple. In the middle of the turmoil of this world, with all those abuse and pains and hurts and wounds, proclaiming forgiveness is not easy. But because it's not we who forgive, but because it's God, our creator, who forgives. And we find its mystery and its power in the Holy Spirit. We are truly forgiven. And we proclaim that forgiveness boldly in Jesus Christ. God forgives you, sinners who are broken. And you come to Jesus, he will help you. He will love you. He will strengthen you. He will make joy of salvation amongst you. Also, that mystery of gospel, how the wonder of it, what I behold, is that it starts from individuals, still within community, but it starts with every individual. My sin is forgiven. And Apostle Paul confessed once, because God loved me, Jesus loved me and died for me, he confessed. And his gospel and his forgiveness Developed into and toward and for the whole entire world. Not staying there, individual phase only, but it began from his personal experience, but it developed indeed for other people, for Gentiles, for people from far away. He traveled a lot when there was no airplane, no car, but he wanted to proclaim that God's huge, magnificent forgiveness. So he had to travel in the power of the Holy Spirit, to proclaim that forgiveness. He was forgiven, not, but not for himself, but for entire world. So that's why he traveled so distant, miles and miles and miles, to proclaim God's love and forgiveness and the mystery of the gospel, not only for himself, for whole people. Joseph in Genesis is a, one of the great examples. He suffered some persecution from his brothers. But he stays faithful in God. He got dream. And also he explained some dreams to officials of Egypt. And he became prime minister of Egypt. And from, with his personal journey with God, combined with God's grand, grand plan, that God, through the harsh famine, all that suffering, God used Joseph to save the whole people So with his personal experience and commitment to God, that is certainly combined with God's grand vision that how God could save so many people. So this mystery of gospel, if you stay only individual, it's not that mysterious. We need to expand this forgiveness, this mystery with our neighbors because God loved you and God forgives you. Sometimes they need one sentence. I once shared my testimony in the work release. I I met one person who seemed really grouchy. Usually I approach people and say hello and I listen to their story. I pray for them, but one person, his face was really dark. So I was a bit scared, but I I saw him first in the work release. I, I really wanted to say hello to him. And then he explained about the real broken relationship with his wife. He was really frustrated and in anger, actually. I want to burn her house or her car. He told me something like that. And so since he was too grouchy and not so much kind, I couldn't tell many things, but okay. But God loved you. I pray for you. And all of a sudden, he began to weep. All of a sudden, he began to weep. And he told me, can you pray for me? So I could pray for you. So I realize sometimes when people are really struggling, just one word, I pray for you. God loved you. Still means a lot for some people. Tim Keller once said, that one of the biggest enemies of Christians is self-righteousness. And that kind of self-righteousness develops to self-boasting. And then the more people become boastful and prideful, that develops to condemnation to others. I'm right. You are wrong. We are right. They are wrong. This kind of mindset. And that kind of self-righteousness makes people blind to their own sin. Yeah, I asked permission uh, to Shine this morning about sharing a little bit of our story as well. Um, nowadays, recently, whenever we have some issues to discuss or adjust, or some some struggle, some tension, and whenever we face that, I've been thinking that, yeah, still we are broken. One of the catchphrases of our church in Lexington it is we are broken but becoming whole. That's one of our catchphrases. And I've been thinking that, yeah, I myself still patient. And Shine might be also patient. So whenever I do something wrong to Shine, I think, yeah, this is my broken part, so forgive me. And whenever I see Shine her broken part, I think, yeah, she might be, this part might be patient. And thankfully, Jesus said, I came for the sick not for the healthy. Matthew 7, 3, it says, Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? About this mystery of gospel, it's all about God's righteousness. God is righteous. God is great. God is good. Not that I am right. I'm good, not that kind of. And we only participate in God's goodness and God's righteousness. Second Peter 1:3 says, His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us to His own glory and excellence, by which He has granted to us His precious and very great promises, so that through them you, you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. So God calls us to become partakers about his divine nature, his character. And it is well said in 1 John that God is agape. God is love. When you turn to Samuel, Second uh, Samuel 7, there's a story of David that it says, when Now when the king lived in his house and the Lord had given him rest from all his surrounding enemies, the king said to Nathan the prophet, See now, I dwell in the house of Sedar, but the ark of God dwells in a tent." Nathan to the king, go to all that is in your heart, for the Lord is with you. And the answer from the Lord to Nathan, it says, in from, from, um, from 10, say, I read, and I appoint a place for my people Israel and will plant them so that they may dwell in their own place and be disturbed no more. And violent men, shall afflict them no more as formerly. From that time, I appointed judges over my people Israel, and I will give you rest from all your enemies. Moreover, the Lord declares to you that the Lord will make you a house. The point here I want to highlight, David wanted to build a house for God. When everything became peaceful and restful, he was not staying in his own comfort zone. What he first thought, oh, I'm in the house of Sedar, but God's ark in the tent. I want to do something for God. So David's primary concern was for God, doing something for God. And God told David, You know something? You know, do something for me? You know, build a house for me? You know what? I will build a house for you. And from your descendant, a person came up, and he will be my son, I'll be his father, his kingdom will be forever, and not a few Christians take it as Jesus Christ. As you keep thinking about prayer, our daily need is thankfully included in the Lord's Prayer, right? Our daily bread, which is critical. I believe it's critical. But God's primary concern is about God's kingdom. Sharing the gospel, the mystery of the gospel, God's forgiveness is still valid. And God still wants to forgive people, to mend them, to help them, to encourage them. And you are to share that message. Apostle Paul requests a prayer I may receive the message of the gospel, opening my eyes that I may boldly share the gospel even in this jail and prison. In the past, some people were bold enough to say the gospel with their mouth, but somehow lacking in their commitment and deeds. And some people offended. And some people doing evangelism, not so much with mouth, but only deeds. But, and I, I'm happy that being Mennonite with that how you serve the community. But at the same time, I always, almost always, whenever I preach, I encourage you to be bold, being kind, being kind, and being courtesy, but also be bold that God loves you and God forgives you. And when you come to Jesus Christ, there is real salvation. Boldly open your mouth and bear witness to the mystery of the gospel. i wrap up my sermon today, Matthew 6, 30 to 34 But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? Lord, we give you thanks for this glorious mystery of the gospel, through which you taught us how you love us, how you forgive us, and how you strengthen and renew us in the grace of your Son, Jesus Christ. So we hold fast your grace of forgiveness, your mercy and truth in Jesus Christ. And Lord, pour your spirit upon us, that every day your words of truth may be given to us, that not only knowing it, not only understanding it, but also tasting it and experiencing in our daily lives. And not only staying in individual personal phase, but also we may expand and bear witness that mystery of gospel with our neighbors, with people in our community, also people in far away, we may bear witness the mystery of the gospel. Because of that, Paul was in prison, in chain, yet still an ambassador of your truth. I pray for all who struggle and suffer in brokenness, but help them see the glory of your forgiveness and grace that they may begin again start over that they may stay and explore your abundant saving grace mercy truth and peace i pray in the precious name of your son our lord jesus christ amen